What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10, the Big Ten of the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am your host, Chance Watson, with my other host, Taylor Wells. Wellsy, feeling a little under the weather today, are we? Yeah, we're, uh, man, there's no way I would have been able to do this the last two days. So <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> this is about it. Well, I think we I think we warned the audience since day one that uh, you're prone to be on IR, so. Yeah. I'm injury prone. <laughs> You're, uh, you and Corey, Sh- sure. Corey Schneider jumping between IR and the and the and our and our minor league affiliate. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm always on the freaking shelf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Uh, well, all right. Um, uh, since we're 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 gonna move right right along here uh, with some NHL Seattle news. Uh, actually, this is gonna be playing off of something that we talked about in an earlier episode. Kind of an interesting little tidbit of news. Uh, the Idaho Statesman, actually, let's let's see, let me pull that up. Idaho Press, they put out an article titled "A Promotion for the Steelheads." Seattle NHL franchise looks at Boise as potential AHL location. Willsey, didn't we just talk about that? Yes, we did. But let me comment on that title. That is very long. That is a very long title. You think I don't want to read that shit? Think- Whoa! Look at their goalposts. Damn. Yeah, you didn't know they're blue. No. Yeah. That's crazy. And the and those those go posts are sponsored by Geico. They those they could save they could save the goalie fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Oh jeez, advertising on the goal posts now. That's, that's where we're at in this world. What we've gotten to nowadays, you can't not enough room on the boards and the ice. We've got to put it on the goal posts now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. That. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the other one they said was uh, Tippett said that they were looking at Palm Springs also. So, All right. Yeah. Good so emphasis on like the West Coast, which is which is what we were talking about. So we'll uh, for those interested, we'll throw the uh, we'll throw the link up on the Facebook page here later on today. Uh, but reading just from a little bit of it, it says here Tippett appeared on a show, uh, I think over in Seattle, and he mentioned that the two markets that the team has been looking at were Boise and Palm Springs, California. Uh, later down in the article, it talks about how the Steelheads president Eric Trapp confirmed with the idaho press that nhl franchise did reach out and talk to them so um i think it's a smart move uh especially since in the article they talk about travel you mentioned that earlier what's what how long is a flight from seattle to boise uh i don't think i've ever taken that's like literally the only flight in the local area i haven't taken i've done Spokane to Portland, Portland to Seattle, Seattle to Portland, Seattle to Spokane, but and Spokane to that Boise, is, but never that is an hour and a half flight. See, that's not too bad. And I mean, yeah, but if you're an AHL team, you're probably not flying. You're taking the bus, probably. Yeah, fucking pack up, boys. You're throwing your own bags. That's a two hour and forty five to Palm Springs, from Seattle. Yeah, we've done that. We've done that drive a couple times up to Bellingham, so we kind of know yep. what it's like. Yeah, that I think Boise is the right place. I'd be, you know, Palm Springs probably has more people where they think you know something like that would be, uh, you know, important advertising wise and marketing wise. Um, does Palm Springs already have a, Is that an ECHL team there? Then that would be a great question. I probably should have Googled that beforehand. Uh, yeah, we're super prepared. We are always. You only had two extra days. You should have been right on your shit with this, man. <laughs> Palm <laughs> Springs, was, while I was H-L. curled up, crying into a garbage can. Oh God, it's terrible. Just tears. I wasn't actually throwing up or anything. The Orlando Solar Bears. No. Uh, Palm Springs hockey. Palm Springs Angels. I don't see anything. Uh-oh, one of my dogs is getting tough with an outside stranger. Oh, oh. no. Yep. Um, I don't probably... see anything. So, I mean, that, that plays even more into that for me. Of Right, you, you can know. upgrade the EA, ECHL team a lot yeah. easier. You already have a team. You already got a rink. You already got fans. Mm-hmm. You know? And you could, fuck, I mean, you bring in the AHL team, you, you could see Corey Schneider in Boise. That's right. Just go check him out when he <laughs> inevitably gets sent down again because he still hasn't won a game in the NHL all year. Uh, is that is that true? That is a hundred percent true. Oh my god! He has not oh, won a game 
yet in the NHL. And he didn't even do that great in the AHL. Something's up with him. There's a lot of Does things. wife leave him? I mean, sounds like Scott Darling did. Did you see that he got, he asked for a leave of absence? Oh, no. Got to get his head straight. Got to go. I, I guess, man. I think he booked a, a 30 day, a 30 day pass with Jake Allen's mom. In Palm Springs. In Palm Springs, because he's like, we're going to be playing here pretty soon, so. <laughs> oh, no. Poor. Yeah. I think Jake needs to see his own mom, but we'll, we, can, we can get to that here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh-huh. Uh, Benny. What's that? Little Benny. Oh, God. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, we, I think we beat around the bush a lot. Uh, this, is, this is definitely, obviously, we're big fans of this. Uh, we got roots here in, uh, in Idaho. But um, yeah. obviously, this is a good thing for I think NHL Seattle and establishing hockey in the region. Because I mean, I'm not gonna say that hockey is not popular in like the Northwest. Uh, it because it, it is, but I think the lack of a close pro team has definitely hurt it. You know, like it, it's hard. You know, if you're if you're picking a team based on proximity. Your choices are Calgary, Vancouver, or Colorado. Yeah. So, I mean, and none of those are remotely close, you know, by any means. They're they're still roughly like six hour drives any any direction you want to get it. So Yeah. No, I think I think Boise is the best best option. We're biased, but yeah, that's for me that's that's the best option. Of course. There's actually I a think. I was listening to sense. there's another podcast. There's apparently a Boise based hockey podcast down there maybe we can chat with them and see what they think about it that'd be that'd be interesting yeah get some guests on here i think so share a little okay share the airwaves a little bit very cool all right well uh think that that's all we've got for nhl seattle news uh it's been kind of quiet on that front but obviously they're working hard so um anytime a couple other interesting stories but we can we can post those to the page and yeah, that's one of the. Uh, in a, in a, don't need to hear it from us. In addition to posting just crazy NHL stuff and rumors and stuff, we'll also throw up any any interesting NHL Seattle news. We threw up a story up there not too long ago. Not not really has anything to do with the progression of the team, but cool little cool little story about a, a kid from Korea that was really interested in hockey because of the Metropolitans. So, yep, that's a good read. Definitely, Definitely. absolutely. We also we also post. Wellsy, Wellsy hasn't been on the Facebook page recently, so he doesn't know about uh, the photo we shared of the the Caps fan that has a jersey that says "She and I 69." Oh my God! Good for them. Stay classy, Capitals. Yep, staying classy. Well, you know, if they're 69, and at least we don't have to uh, have any of their children running around on this earth. That's you know? so continue doing what you're doing definitely true eventually they'll just they'll just die out the caps fans yeah so um actually one one more thing just empty <laughs> oh, shit. one more th- one more thing before we move on to our nhl stuff uh big shout out to um uh wellsy this is another video you probably didn't see on here but uh it actually made it to nbc uh idaho state trooper down in southern idaho actually got on the ice with a couple kids i don't know if I don't know if they were called there, like on a call or something, but they got out there and actually started playing around with the kids on the ice. Oh, nice. Yeah, we, we shared the video to the Facebook page if you want to take a look at that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> our buddy. our bu- Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he does other things on the podcast, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't name him at the moment, but. No, I we'll think of them. Yeah. Um uh shout out to Tim on there. Our buddy Tim uh says hockey with a sidearm reminds me of Afghanistan. Little Timbo. Tim Tim finding a way to play hockey in Afghanistan. Kudos to you, friend. That's right. There you go. All right, let's move on to some NHL news. We got plenty of it. Let's start with well, the probably your news. Yeah, your your favorite piece of news coming out of this week. Uh Ducks Ducks, uh, no pun intended, are in free fall, and uh, just like like they were shot from the Nintendo Duck Hunt game, just falling out of the sky. 
So, oh man, Randy, yeah, good old Rando. He's uh, he is out, and the GM is in. How does that make so, any fucking so sense? Weird. I don't know. It was it was kind of funny watching Bob Murray skating around though. <laughs> so, well, all right. So we'll you're, see how it's, it works. I mean, this is your team, you know, bud. What what do we what do we think? What's what, what? I mean, I think you mentioned earlier this has been a long time coming. Yeah, I mean, they should have they should have canned Carlisle after a ten game losing streak before. I mean, they they dragged it on for way too long. I mean, by that time, even the players knew that it was time for him to go. But and so. Obviously, you're not going to get any better play. No. You know. Um, yeah, I think it's a little weird that Murray thinks that he can jump in there and coach. Um, I, it worries me a little bit just because it kind of tells me that they don't, that, you know, they don't believe, uh, they don't believe in any of the coaching staff that they either have at the NHL level or they don't want to bring anybody up to coach. You know, Bob Murray thinks he's got to do it. So that's a little, that's a little uh, nerve wracking for me, but. I think I heard in an interview that he said he was doing it because he feels that that's the only way he can identify the problems on the team. And I, mean, I don't understand why he thinks that because, I mean, I don't even, I don't even, I've never even been to California and I can, I can tell you what the problems on this team are. I mean, so it's funny because I wonder if Bob Murray listens to this podcast because we said something similar to that when this whole Dallas Stars debacle was going down. We did. That, like, the GMs and people up that high don't know what's going on in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And so, so now, you know, I'm telling you, Bob Murray listens to this shit. I, I guess. little. He's taking our advice. He's jumping in there. A he's, little bend. He's showering with the boys after the game, you know. He's, oh. he's, really, he's really digging. Oh, that's, that's a little rough, bud. He's just, he's like... Uh, He's like Shorzy from Letterkenny just sitting there upside down in the shower. Fucking Shorzy, dude. Fucking Shorzy, bud. He's got to figure out who the boomtown is on the team. <laughs> and then we've got to see his junk. We've got to see his junk. <laughs> Murray's in there, man. You know, he's he's really digging. Just walks in. There's too much bush in here. Oh, my God. Jesus, dude. Corey Perry's got to shave his little red pubes. Oh. Oh. I bet Getzloff with that bald head has a... It's like when we lost Timu Solani and his his massive his massive wrench, this team went down the shitter. This team hasn't been the same since. (laughs) 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 Oh shit! Fuck. Okay, so I think what we can. Murray said Murray said something about um, he thinks he has the youth and he thinks he has like guys that he wants on the team and he's not so wrong to an extent yeah. i mean there's a couple pieces that i like kessler i think you got to move on from that man like you've put too much effort into him he's hurt it's just i don't think he's it's kind of like my justin applicator situation on my red wings like i'm not saying that he's not nhl caliber i'm just saying that he's not he's not a top six guy Hold on, these dogs are going nuts though right now. Oh, okay. It's all you. All right. Well, <laughs> you take care of that. Uh, yeah. So Kessler is in and out of IR all the time. He he can barely stay in the lineup. You got Corey Perry, who's also battling injury, but I guess he hasn't really done anything that's been, I don't know, reasonably helpful in a while. I mean, not since their last playoff run, which. Uh, I'd probably have to look that up, but I, I can't imagine that it's been a long time. You know, like the, the only beacon of light on that team is Gibson, and I think at this point he's pretty much thrown in the towel and said, uh, fuck, man. Uh, no, welcome back. I was talking about how the only good good point on your team is Gibson. Yeah, I mean, he even looks shaky. I, I think he's just tired of fucking being a one-man show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, there was rumors of uh, multiple different GMs being spotted at Ducks games here though, recently. So, we're, they're going to shake something up. I believe it. Do you think uh, think they're sellers at the deadline? Yeah, I think I think they got a lot of older pieces that they're not going to get what they want to get out for them. Maybe but some low. They got to move on from some guys for sure. Maybe some low picks for Corey Perry. Yeah, Corey Perry's got two. I don't even know. I don't know what they're going to do. They dug themselves into a hole here a couple years back, and 
you know, when rightfully, I mean, they were they were pushing. They looked good, and you know, we're making the playoffs every year, looking good. They made a couple um, decent runs. Couple decent runs, but yeah, I mean, signing signing Corey Perry, who had you know one one big fifty goal year, um, to the contract that they did with him, you know, and he's he's a shell of his old self, you right? Know? So. Uh, it's just it's going to be really hard. I don't I don't think anyone wants to take on that salary. So I think the only way they get rid of Perry is if they uh, take on a, a couple other shitty contracts. You know, yeah, um, make a deal with somebody. Yeah, uh, Kessler Kessler. You know, he put in his time. He he was damn good. You know, he got in. You know, mixed it up with some of the top line centers and really fucking did it for a number of years. And you know, he's but he's just. Just a little too old and a little too slow, and you know, ducks were built for size. They're not really built for speed. And holy shit, the NHL is all speed right now. So yeah, it's moving away. From, I mean, blown out. Granted, the West is a bit more physical. Yeah, a bit slower. But, yeah. But that being said, I mean, even it's. I mean, it's a far cry from what it used to be. So yeah, like a, I mean, they you know they went into they went over to the East Coast did the did their um, Canadian trip here recently and went pretty much what caused them to fire carlisle and they were just getting fucking worked oh they're there were blowouts they weren't even close Ugh. they weren't even close no. losses no like i it, mean they lost to the flyers 6-2 like it fucking smoked like at least my red wings you know they they lose with some dignity <laughs> <laughs> yeah they lose like 3-1 instead of 4-1 yeah they lose like 3-1 yeah, 3-2 and and larkin puts up a goal every game and the crowd's happy you get you get yeah. larkin sells larkin bobbleheads i'll tell you what yeah you got one of those uh fuck i wish i did yeah get me worth some money here in a little bit uh-huh all right well um moving on from the the sad duckies who are now in i think quick glance at the standings i think they're in last place aren't they no i just well yeah you could be right actually a, f- a funny thing I read was uh, Bob Murray just didn't tell anybody, but he's going for Jack Hughes. So <laughs> <laughs> just mid-season was like, "Fuck it, we're tanking." I say, uh, quick, quick, quick deviation right here. It is really sad that I'm. So I'm scrolling down. Ducks are in last yeah. place. They've got 51 yeah, points. Are. The sad part is, is like, it, they're not too far out of the realm. I mean. They're not gonna make the playoffs. They're eight out. They're they're not gonna make. They're it. not. But I mean, it's sad that there's so much. There's not a lot of like gap between all these. Like, the Chicago Blackhawks have a legitimate chance of making the fucking Stanley Cup uh, they have playoffs won seven right now. In a row. I mean, so I did look at that streak. They've kind of beat weak teams, but I mean, that's that's what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. that's what you ha- you can't lose to those. Like unless you're, I mean, there's like two or three teams that can afford to lose to those teams. Like Tampa, Tampa can afford to drop one to the St. Louis Blues. You know, what I mean, right. like they don't. Different conferences, they're so far ahead of everybody, it's not going to hurt them. Uh, Nashville, Nashville just dropped. Not to pick on the Blues, I'm, I'm not. They're playing really well at the moment, but you know, Nashville dropped two to the Blues back to back. Is that does that shake their confidence a bit? Probably, but you know, like does it put their playoff hopes in any? jeopardy absolutely not they're they're 10 points up on dallas which is the third seed in the central like they're they're doing just fine yeah so 24 games left they're fine right but everybody else at the bottom i mean they're just sputtering out you know st louis is the only team that seems like they're actually trying to make a push and play well dallas is playing decent hockey but i think chicago's pushing chicago's make i mean that second line of uh strome and hello strome Fucking a, fucking Strom. I'm telling you, I told you, I like that kid. They're he gonna got go over there, and they gave him a fucking chance. They put him with actual players. They're gonna go from, okay, so real, real quick, uh, jaunting ahead to our, to our trade deadline talk. But Hawks buyers or sellers now? You gotta, I, you gotta I, be a buyer, right? I don't, I don't think I would feel bad about them bringing in a D, or maybe. Maybe not buyers or sellers. Maybe just like a shuffle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see him doing that. I could also see him just sitting, like shedding some you cap know. space. Maybe for like a so maybe I guess maybe seller, but at the same time maybe like just enough to like for the future kind of. I don't know. They're just they're too hot right now not to. 
Yeah, they're they're bubble. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think. Cause I, I think just what they need is. I mean, Delia's playing good. Mm-hmm. But they could probably use someone behind him. I don't think Cam Ward has. Oh, Cam Ward probably hasn't played Shaq shit. Um, he's been he's been switching it up with him, but yeah, I, I see your point. You know, maybe shore up the shore up the goalie situation, but um, yeah, I mean they're they're just too hot right now for me to say like okay they're sellers or okay they need to buy because even if you were to buy, you don't know. I mean, you know, what if you I were to go get someone just for example like Mike Hoffman that comes in yep. and just disrupts that whole fucking thing, and then you know you just bought and you're fucked. I heard a rumor so, that uh, Crawford's actually making some progress. Dude, I mean, I don't, I don't even think I'd play him though. No, I wouldn't either. You can't mess with that chemistry at the moment. Delia, no. Delia is the future. They just locked him up to three years. Yeah, I saw that. What was I'm, his? What was his annual? Oh, that's a great question. What's his first name? Connor. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Okay, let's see here. Delia. What did my computer just do? Delia Blackhawks agree to three-year, three million dollar extension. Damn. Yeah, so that's not bad at all. I think that's not a bad trade for them because Delia is not. I don't think he cemented himself as the number one. So like he probably took a pay cut, but that those three years like give him time to prove that he can be the number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Speaking of number ones, uh think jordan binnington is uh firmly the number one in st louis now i think he's their future man yep i'm looking look at, at all these young goalies around the league i mean they're just they're pushing these older these guys that you know i think i think teams were sitting on these goalies yep just going okay you know i don't want to bring in a young i don't want to bring a young guy up because you know i just spend a bunch of money on this guy well you know, fuck, like, Brian Elliott's not getting it done. Jake Allen's not getting it done. Keith Kincaid and Corey Schneider, nightmare, is not getting it done, you know? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, like, there's fuck. always exceptions to the rule. Like, like last night, DiPietro, coming up for his first game, just got absolutely shelled by the Sharks. Yeah. But, no, granted, like, I mean, Carter Hart's playing amazing. Bennington's coming up. Uh, Delia with Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I'm not... Not saying you're wrong by any means. I'm just saying yeah, there are there are some exceptions every once in a while. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's that's gonna happen. I think we just we rarely see this with like young goalies. Every no. year, it's usually it's usually the the DiPietro version of a young goalie coming up. You know. Yep. Whereas like this year, yep. we've seen some fucking killing it. So it, it's it's really cool. It's interesting. Yeah, Binger um, Binger's sitting on a nine one and one record with a one point. To 1.72 goals against average and a .931 save percentage with two shutouts. First star of the week last week, man. He's, he's, I mean, he is, I'm not going to say he's, you know, it's not like a Jake Allen situation where Allen was trying to throw the team on his shoulders and just carry him, or uh, what's a better example? Gibson. Gibson throwing yeah. the team on his shoulders. kind of. Th- it's not like that. It's more like this team wants to play for Bennington. Right. Like they know that you know, if they don't, you know, they don't have to dive at every shooter at the top of the circles just to stop the puck because they know that, you know, if a shot gets through, Banger's going to be there. Yeah. Whereas with Allen, I mean, I don't know, man. It seemed like, you know, I mean, at the end there, at the end of his little tenure before he was benched, uh, seemed like they just didn't care. But even before that, like, I mean, it's just that frantic D where you know your goalie's not good. So instead of, Instead of cutting off passing lanes, you're just frantically trying to stop the shot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I personally have had Jake Allen in a couple fantasy leagues and for a couple years, and it's just the same fucking thing every year. He's just he's been mediocre ever since he had to you know move into that number one role and play a full set of games every year. Yep. You know well, he was good for about twenty game you know twenty games when he was splitting time. So do you think this is do you think this is finally the straw? I mean, this is the third time that he's been that he's been absurped by a you know a quote unquote backup goalie, like in three years though, right? In three years, like this is the third right? time this has happened. Elliot like, Hutton, yeah, Elliot Hutton, Benny. and Binger. Hmm, and all of yeah, those. I, have he's been, done. 
I can see that's what I think we were touching on a little bit last week. Uh, he's just he's going to have to be in a backup role. He's he's just it's a miss, you know. St. Louis that just or he gets on him. That or he gets traded to a team with better defense. I don't know. Watching St. Louis though, I don't know if it was necessarily his D that was the problem. No, I mean there was some games where he they're only giving up twenty five shots a game and he's letting in fucking four or five goals. Yeah, you that's know, true. I, that can happen to any goalie on any given night, but yeah, I I mean he could go to the right situation and be fine. Um, right. Well, as we that's, approach, that's, so all right, here we go. Quick, quick jaunt ahead. Blues buyers or sellers? Eh, I actually i I don't know what their backup situation is. They're another they're, they're that bubble team, you know. Like we were just talking yeah. about Chicago, like where it's kind of. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you mess with the chemistry on those two. The, I think you just you just ride it. You yeah. ride the fucking storm, dude. If you look at the history of the team, like last year they were minor sellers because they let Paul Stasny walk. Or they, they traded Paul Stasny. And that was kind of like a, a minor white flag on the season. I don't... I'm not saying that they need to go blockbuster, but I think maybe maybe some depth movement maybe my uh, just something to show that the management believes in the team and maybe add a couple yeah. pieces like even if they're just depth you know like similar to the similar to the the Brian Boyle trade that happened this week yeah. you know like is Brian Boyle going to be the piece that puts Nashville over Pro- probably not but it's a good way to sure up your bottom six yeah that's that's a good piece for Nashville um that is a good piece for Nashville yeah i what about someone like Carter. What about Jeff Carter? Yeah, there you, you go. Would you take a Carter if you were St. Louis? I mean, it's not a bad idea, you know. It's not a bad idea. It seems like it seems like that first line is finally clicking. Uh, Tarasenko is back to being a little bit better. Uh, our mutual friend kind of made the point that he... So I've always said that Ovechkin kind of went through like this transformation over his years. Like when he first started, he was the running gun russian offensively minded goal scorer and then he kind of learned that the team would actually win more if he actually played some defense and yeah. our mutual friend kind of made the point that i think tarasenko's learning that now like he's actually back checking he's actually making some plays in the defensive zone instead of you know coast in the blue line it's just a russian thing dude it is it really is. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not a Blues thing. It's not a Washington thing like that. There's that mindset of just, like, offense always. Yeah. And, that, um, I mean, that makes God, sense. his goal was, do you see his goal in OT? Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty was good. was fucking filthy. Oof. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, oh, man. So, yeah. Straps all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Brian Boyle on Nashville, that was a, that was a decent trade, right? Yeah, did anything come back? They just get a pick for him, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of it sounded like a buddy deal. Apparently, the GMs know each other pretty well, so Aww, uh, so sweet golf buddies, right? Something like that. Well, and it's not like New Jersey Beautiful. is. It's not like New Jersey is going to make a push for anything. I mean, it's it no. sucks. It sucks because they do they definitely have a decent roster, but they've got to figure out their goalie situation before they're going to do anything. Yeah, I think I think if you're New Jersey, you just this is a. This is a season you just kind of felt out your players, and I think in New Jersey they need to, you know, hopefully that helped them realize that, look, Taylor Hall is not going to have an MVP performance every fucking year. You probably need someone else in that fucking roster. Well, and if he gets anything, hurt. yeah, and if he gets hurt, then your season's. I mean, God forbid. Imagine if Connor McDavid went down with an injury right now in Edmonton. That I mean, their season's over. Like I mean, it's it's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's pretty much what happened with Hall. Yeah, as soon as he went down, I mean, you know, I don't I don't think they were having that great of a year even with him in there. No, it but it doesn't. Yeah, the second he goes down, he's it's fucked. It doesn't help that you're struggling with the tandem of uh, Keith Kincaid, Corey Schneider, and Mackenzie Blackwood. Fucking such a shit show. Like they just keep giving schneider chances he went they sent him down to the ahl i was reading the stat they sent him down to the ahl and he 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 was like 
two and four in the six or eight, something like that, in the games that he definitely lost way more than he won down in the AHL. And then they brought him back up and sent Mackenzie Blackwood down because they're like, well, can't have Corey Schneider screwing up both teams. Just keep him on one team. Just keep him keep him on the team that has no pl- no playoff shot whatsoever. Maybe just maybe take the goalie pads off him and put him in a fucking give him a you know put him on one of the top three lines or something. Who knows? <laughs> Shake things up. <laughs> Shake it up, man. I mean, in New Jersey, if you're looking at the standings right now, you're you're definitely one of the teams that's kind of behind on everything. So. Mm-hmm. that's how i'm kind of looking at it um what else do we got all right let's let's get to the subject that i've been avoiding because i've been hearing so fucking much about it uh mr matthews in toronto signed his signed a contract for yeah for five years for a lot of money i think it was like what i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do uh, they got they got <clears throat> two guys over 11 million on the front half, and then you've you've got and then you've got a third that. So I was needs I was, to get paid, right? I mean, so that that's the elephant in the room. I know, like the Toronto Toronto fans in Toronto media are pretty much humming a tune and saying to themselves, "Everything's going to be okay." But <laughs> like Mitch Marner, uh, okay, I'm not <laughs> going to out like <laughs> yeah, passing out like those uh, comfort <laughs> blankets. <laughs> It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine, guys. Marner will take a Marner will take yeah. a hometown cut. We'll get him for three million a year. <laughs> <laughs> Marner's just oh, sitting there, like, what the f-? like? I so here's the reasoning on this. Like, you've got Matthews, who I'm not, I'm definitely not going to take away from. He's a very talented individual. He's probably one of the top ten players in the league. Uh, I say top ten because somebody could argue with me that you know Crosby and Ovechkin are still up there, and obviously McDavid. So. But so I, I think without argument would be top five. I'd say it's a pretty safe bet. These in the top ten, um, he's there. But if I'm Mitch Marner, I'm looking at this. Con- I'm looking at what he just signed, and I'm going. I have more points than you right now. I am leading this team in points. I'm skating on the first line. He's and played I, 55 games. He's played a whole season. And I've got an A on my chest. Yeah. Like, I deserve at least as much money as you. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah. I Let me look at Marner's numbers. But, I mean, that's the thing is... I, in the last three years, right? That's how long Matthew's been in the league? Yep. I, I just feel like I turn around and he's fucking hurt. He is. He is. He's got a, he's got a history with injury. And, I, I mean, having Marner and Taveras there now makes sure that there's always that safety blanket if and when he gets hurt again but i'm just i'm sitting here as i i I will i will fucking chug this bottle of everclear if my prediction if my prediction comes true and he goes to the islanders i was kind of i was kind of joking before but honestly like if he if he like if i'm if i'm kyle dubas and i walk like i i know uh, his Marner's manager came out and was like, "Oh, they lowballed us, and we're fucking pissed." And then he kind of walked those comments back. But I mean, I would be sort of pissed. Like if I, like if Kyle Dubas walked up to me, Mitch Marner, and was like, "Hey, Mitch, um, we know you're leading the team in points right now, but I mean, come on, Austin Matthews. So uh, we need you to take like eight million. Is that okay?" Well, and it makes it even worse. Like. Like if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm fucking shitting my brains out right now. Well, because, first off, if you're like, a Toronto fan, you hate your team, and you're gonna find some way to make this. J- like I, I was, I'm just think like this is basically what this is basically what the Toronto media was when they signed Matthews. They're like, coming up. Here's what Austin Matthews ate right after he signed his 11 million dollar deal. Following this, we'll talk about Marner and how he's definitely going to take a cut. And if he doesn't, we'll find a way to make it Jake Garnier's fault. Oh All of this and much more on Toronto Hockey. Dude, Gardner, Gardner actually is at fault here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he he's actually the one that signed Matthews. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Okay. He he negotiated the contract all along, and that's why they can't bring it. They're, they'll probably like just get rid of Jake Garnier, and we can give him we can give Marner all that money. Oh, yeah, I just I don't know. There there's no way because you can't you can't sign Matthews to that contract. And then expect Marner to take anything less than that. No, there's no you know way. What I mean, like there's, you just you can't. And so what? You're gonna have three forwards at 33 million. What's the cap? Like eight eighty something? Right. So you're basically trading away. Even if you trade away your bottom six, you're still. I mean, right up. A, I mean, you're rubbing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he played 62 games last year. Had 63 points. Okay. You know that's a point per game. That's good. That's great. He's above a. This is Matthews. He's above a point per game. He's got 47 and 41. He's missed 14 games already. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's probably just the way that he plays. He bangs bodies a little more than someone like Marner. Right. But, dude, he's he's hurt. I, you know? I, I get like, it. Do I want to put $11 million in, in? I already have $11 million in a guy who doesn't get hurt all that often and is just as fucking good. And I'm going to argue that Tavares is more of a... I, I, sorry, I will take John Tavares over Matthews. Oh, me too. M- most days of the week. I mean, I, depending me on the situation, maybe I'll take a Matthews. But John Tavares, I mean, it's going to probably piss some people off. But I think he's going to be the captain of that team. And I think he should be. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. You know, I just. I mean, yes, Matthews is still young, but and he's he carries himself pretty well. But I mean, you can't look at a guy like Johnny T and say, you know, oh, you know, we're going to we'll give you the A, but we're going to give this young kid the C who uh, you know. Yeah. Isn't he's just he's yeah. Jesus. He uh, you know, I I would much rather have Johnny T on my team and and maybe, you know, maybe that's maybe Dubas is just like gearing up for a fucking big trade, you know. Possible. I, I I'm not sure what he's thinking. I mean, not to be a homer or anything, but I'd love to see maybe a D and a pick go to Toronto, and I'd love to see Mar- Marner come back uh, back to the Ducks. You know, so Man, I'm I I foresee at the deadline if I'm Dubis, I'm trading one of my bottom six, maybe even my lower end top six guys to shed some cap space and shore up my blue line. Like I'm not I'm not going out there and trying to get uh you know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'd go to the Red Wings and make a pitch for Mike Green. Maybe I'm going to uh, Carolina and trying to get Dougie Hamilton. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily like the top of the top of line, but, you know, just shoring up that D line a little bit because, uh, I don't know. That's still, like, Muzzin's a great asset. I think that's great. But, uh, fuck, I mean, it's only a matter of time until we find a way to make this Jake Garnier's fault, so... Yeah, if they if I they mean, lose, like he's it, it's his fault. Yeah, I mean it already is his fault. They it, don't even need to lose. It is. Uh, you know, Matthews the the mat the, the contract problems that they're in. That's that's his fault. What and is the current cap right now? I don't know. It's supposed to go up a little bit. Because if I'm Marner, if I'm Mar- I'm not taking anything lower than ten. I I mean that's still a fuck you. Right you and know. ten. Right, ten is still like he he deserves what Matthews is getting. I, I understand they're different players, but they contribute in different ways, and I believe it equals out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I, they're like they're not co- like directly comparable, but the 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 things that make Mitch Marner a good hockey player kind of balance out the things that make Matthews a good player. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, to the point where they're both worth that amount of money. Yeah, I, I, I think you know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I just don't even know. I mean, yeah, Marner's got sixty-six in fifty-five games. He's played every game and has eleven points over the freaking point per game threshold. Right? It's just fucking insane. Okay. All right. So, say I'm a Toronto fan. I hate my team, and. I'm going to argue that, well, Marner's not that good. He's just been skating with John Tavares. Yeah. And I think, you know, I crashed my car this morning, so that's that's Garnier's fault. 
Yes. <laughs> I think they. I think Garnier actually fucking hit him. <laughs> He's just every, every crash in the Toronto area. Just just drive around the greater Toronto area. Oh, shit. Looking for fucking maple leaf stickers and windows and just fucking T-boning them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I think the, on- the only thing for me yeah. against Marner okay. is he he plays majority of his time on the right wing. Okay. So, you know, looking at a guy like Matthews, you know, you want to... If you're going to make pushes into the playoffs, like deep pushes into the playoffs got to be strong up the center got to and oh man i would hate to see them get rid of marner but that's i mean that's it has to there there's no way cap wise they can get marner under you you got to trade you got to trade do you want to have you know arguably the best top three in the league or do you want to have depth yeah yeah like any sort of any sort of depth like because if you keep those three like that's great but your skate. I mean, your third and fourth line will be AHL players. Yeah, because you just can't you can't afford them any other way. Yeah, you you pretty much you pretty much get to the point where I mean, and it worked for like the Penguins. Yeah, where you know you're you're putting guys that have lower contracts on that top line and just hoping that you know Johnny T can really stir up some magic. But yep, yep, absolutely. I mean, fuck. Okay, let's 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 get off the Maple Leafs because I'm I'm tired of talking about him. Every single <laughs> hockey media outlet has been talking about that. Uh, I sorry, I the only like daily hockey podcast that I found is Hockey Central at noon. They just need to rename it the Toronto Maple Leafs at noon because mm. that's it's a it's like a thirty forty five minute long podcast, and for about twenty to thirty minutes of it is about you know what Matthews is putting on his cornflakes in the morning. It's, I think, money. <laughs> it's just ground up. It's just ground yes. up money, and then just and then money flakes. And then the producer will walk in. Uh, I was just I was just handed this from our producer. Uh, it sounds like Matthews spilled his bowl of corn flakes after Jake Garnier walked in to his house too quickly. Uh, it sounds like a reason we've got to trade him. We j- God. Uh, that kid, you Gardner know, just Gardner walked in and just swiped his freaking cornflakes off the table. <laughs> just every excuse to, you know, you know, he went minus five in game seven last year, right? You know that. Are you asking me? No, no, that's 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 what the Toronto guy would say. He's like, you, oh. <laughs> just any excuse, like to just bring it up, like, oh, I was walking my dog this morning. You know, Garnier went minus five in game seven <laughs> against the Bruins. Yes. It's like yes, we fucking got it. Like Jesus Christ, give the this kid a is break. All you he, talk about Jim. If he, he's gonna, he's gonna. If he doesn't kill himself in Toronto, he's gonna want to trade immediately. Yeah. God. I mean. Yeah. God. Okay. As much as I love talking about Toronto, we got like fifteen minutes left. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on. Let's 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 go to the big one. The big one. So I'll 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 introduce it with this. We we shared on our page. Uh, do not. Do not cite us on this. We do not know if it's legitimate or not. It hasn't been confirmed by any like actual hockey internet, like LeBron or whatever. But um, we shared an update. It's it, we just thought it was a good piece of rumor trade bait. But it says the Columbus Blue Jackets are in trade talks with the Florida Panthers regarding a blockbuster deal. The deal would send Artem uh, Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky to Florida. It is believed Columbus wants Jonathan Herbedo to be one of the returning pieces along with Derek Broussard plus picks and assets. Columbus also has been rumored to be in talks with the LA Kings to acquire Jonathan Quick if this blockbuster deal with Florida goes down. So, Damn. I mean, uh, I mean that's a that's a hockey fan's wet dream right there. That's a that is like the definition of a blockbuster deal. Yep. Uh I don't know if that would happen. Uh the only thing that gives me credence that that might possibly happen is Florida has not been shy about letting know letting everybody know that they want both of them fuck they've you you know what that pick package would be holy shit they'd probably have to get rid of fucking man i mean I, so we talked about we were kind of talking about before we hit started hitting record i mean people are saying like oh that trade doesn't make any sense why doesn't florida just wait 
till the off season when they go to free agency. And and there's some merit to that if everybody plays by that rule. Like if every GM agreed, like, all right, let's just have a fair fight and try to get both of them when they hit free agency, then yeah, that totally makes sense. But say you don't want to be in like a nine-team dogfight in the free agency and you can get him now. Yeah, get I'd them now. That. And Kekalainen obviously doesn't want to lose both of them for nothing. And in this weird scenario, see what I get skeptical about is the Herbido thing. I don't, I don't know if Florida would be okay with trading away Herbido. I mean, but if you're going to get Panarin, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're getting and you're sharing up your goaltending, which arguably is the missing piece in Florida. Like they've got a decent lineup. Uh, it's just that that tandem of Luongo and and Reimer is is just not getting it done. Reimer's yeah. Reimer has proved that he's not a starting goaltender. He's he's had the opportunity many times and can't do it. And Luongo, you know, bless him. He he's he was an elite tender at one time, but his his glory days are long past. It's like Ryan Miller. Yeah, he just he needs to stick with uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. He's pretty funny on that shit, though. He he is he is indeed. So um, yeah, for me that trade would be if I were to do a straight up Panarin and Bob. Yeah, I'd want Huberdeau, Broussard. I'd want something something young. Got to be a first so rounder. Want, yeah, first rounder's got to be. I maybe even two. Depends on depends on what they give back. But first, I think a first, first rounder, and a third and a prospect maybe. Yeah, I don't think that they would give up someone like Henrik Bjorkstrom, but that would that would set up. I mean, Columbus would be getting back freaking. Exactly what they need. Some forward, well, some forward depth. So, and this this rumor, cause, so the Florida stuff that's all kind of hearsay and speculation. But it also a bit. But the Kings talks that's been that's been also kind of like that. Columbus has been kicking the tires on Jonathan Quick, and LA is not saying that he's off the table. Because I think send to them though. See, and that's and that's where I'm kind of thinking like maybe. Columbus is angling to get enough from Florida to be able to flip some of that package to L.A. to get quick. Yeah. Like, I mean, so if it was just a one-for-one, one, you know, take take Panarin and Bob out of this. Like, say Columbus is interested in quick. What's, you know, what's quick worth nowadays? First-round pick? Yeah, I'd say he still is. First-round pick, maybe. Uh, maybe, a, yeah. maybe plus a prospect, perhaps. So... Maybe what so we mentioned on the podcast earlier, maybe Kekalainen is trying to move. You know, he's he's trying to move these two guys because he doesn't want to lose them for nothing. But at the same time, he still wants to make a playoff push, and essentially getting rid of Panarin and Bob, replacing them with Herbido and Quick. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't know if the chemistry will you know just immediately click and they'll be a playoff team, but. I mean, I don't yeah, hate it. And you're still set. It keeps their hopes alive. Yeah. If yeah, that makes I think, any sense. I think the I think the unsung hero in that whole scenario is actually Broussard. I think he'd be a good second line. You know, give, give him a little defense on that second line. But. Yeah, people have been on Broussard because he didn't really perform in Pittsburgh, and I don't. I don't know. He was a third line center there the whole time. Uh, I think they were hoping for him to generate a little more offense, and I don't yeah. think I don't think that's his style. Uh, I know I know like when he was in Ottawa, he was doing that, but you know Ottawa's so shallow on talent that you know anybody can get a crack at the top six essentially. I mean, there's a huge difference between a third line center with Crosby and Malkin and Kessel and you know Gensel Latang. Yep. All on that top, you know, top power play, compared to, you know, Kyle Turris is who they had there at the time. Um, I mean, yeah, they had Stone, but yeah, Broussard, so Broussard was obviously putting up more points because he's getting more ice time. Yep. So I, yeah, I, I I'll be curious to see because at this point, I think we're in agreement that they have to move from Panarin and Bob, and I think Panarin getting the same, like having the same agent as Bob, basically mm-hmm. just made them a package deal. Yeah, and see, and I think that is, 
I don't know if that's what they wanted. I mean, well, maybe I guess it is what they... I mean, Panarin stated in an interview, they're both good friends. You know, they're both Russians. I mean, it's it's not it's not out of the realm. I think that there's probably a few teams that have been wanting just Panarin or just Bob, which, I don't know. If I'm Kekalainen, kind of makes my job a little harder to trade. Well, I don't know. What, what would you say? As them now as a package deal, do you think that makes it easier or harder to move them? Um, I, I mean, I think it limits your options. Yeah, it's got to be the right if fit. If you have a team that could use a highly skilled forward and a fucking Vesna winning goaltender at the same time, right? I I don't think it's as hard as you know. And that's the thing is, you already have one team. I mean, just you know. Florida kind of shot themselves in the foot to an extent because fucking Columbus holds all the cards now that Florida was like, we want both. Well, the only the only thing that, because we mentioned it before on the podcast when the, the, the news was coming out that Panarin was going to go to free agency, like he made it very clear that he wants to go to free agency, that shot Kekalainen in the foot because beforehand he could he could hold his cards to the chest and be like, you know what, I don't care. If he walks, we're going to make a run for the playoffs this year. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Now it's basically forced his hand. So everybody knows that even if he tries to play that card, it's a bluff because Kekalainen is just not, he's not going to let them walk Yeah, for nothing. Like if he does not trade them before the deadline, those guys are going to free agency. And I mean, they've both made it very clear that they're not going to re-sign with Columbus. Yeah. I mean... Said it without saying it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in Kekalainen's shoes, but at the same time, those are two great pieces. I'm going to get some shit back, and, yep. you know, if I can unload those two guys and pick up some people with some contract length and, you know, be in the similar position that I'm in now, yeah. I actually think you would be in a better position because you wouldn't have that hanging over your head anymore, and I think your team would actually come together a little more, so... Right. I, if I'm Kekalainen, I'm 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 pulling the trigger for sure. Um, but I, I I can potentially get a king's ransom for those two. Oh yeah. You know? If and I if think I, that's obviously that's probably what he's trying to do in Florida. But yeah, I mean, damn, they could they could really they could even turn this season around if they were smart enough about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I think Florida is a little too far out of the playoff picture at the moment, but uh, I know what we'll, makes we'd their first see. round pick ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just I think I think it would be a good thing for. But it's I'm trying to think. So before package deals, before the idea of a package deal, uh, it was rumored that Boston and Nashville were both kicking tires on Panarin, and mm. you know that that makes sense for both of them. But now that they're a package deal, I think that rules out those teams and kind of brings into the focus like. You know, Florida, obviously, because we've been talking about him. But even in my mind, like, Carolina, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, Carolina could use another top six forward to kind of round out, help TV Teravainen, help Sebastian Ajo, um, and finally get some clarity in who's in goal. Because they've been they've been jumping between McElhaney and Mrazek. And I'm going to tell you, maybe, maybe the, the tandem has been good enough to get you, you know, struggle through the season and maybe limp you into the playoffs, but you know, s- starting a, a a new goalie every other night in the playoffs, it's just not going to fly. It's just not. It, it won't work. No, it won't work. So, yeah, um, I can. I, I think. I think we talked about it last week too. I think those are the two teams in my book that it fits the most. I agree. I agree. Um, I, you know, Rangers could be in there as well because they've made it clear that they're sellers. Um, you know, maybe they could be part of a rebuild. Uh, it's even, you know, we're, we're approaching the deadline. It's rumored that even Lundqvist is up for possibly a trade. So we'll yeah. see. I don't know. It's we'll, we'll get closer to the deadline. Like I said, we'll once we get way closer to it, we'll do like a real good in-depth, real good in-depth uh, primer story oh, on the deadline. Can't wait for a trade deadline, man. That'll be good. Well, like we've mentioned in the past, we'll try to do like a live stream kind of thing. Maybe we can, maybe we can figure that out. Yeah. Between the two of us, I'm sure we know somebody that's techie enough to figure that out. Maybe. Not me. Yeah, it's. it might... I could probably figure it out, but it might be a little... Um, so, last, last couple minutes, you want to do some fantasy stuff? Yep, yep. Let's get to fantasy. Um, you had a okay. tough loss last week. 
Ugh, yeah. So, the thing with that is, and, and this is just another knock on ESPN, I, I remember setting the goalie limits, and I've just, I just have been too busy and didn't check. Um, so, yeah, the team I played last week was able to play, I think, nine goalies, um, which is just absurd. Yeah, so clarifying on that, like, they picked them up from free agency and then would drop one and would just kind of cycle them out as they were playing. Um, Which, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll fall on the sword. I've done that this year too because I didn't know that there was a rule and it didn't stop me from doing it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm not going to knock it, but yeah, it does. I mean, now that you mention it, it is kind of abusing the system a little bit. Yeah, it is. But I mean, that's the thing is, you know, use use what you have to your advantage. So I'm not right. knocking. I'm not knocking the you know the other team, but. Yeah, it was it was tough because that's what I lost by was those you know those extra goalie games. Oh, it was a hard. I mean, it was a hard fought one. Both you both you guys has had the highest scores that week. Yeah, it sucks when that fucking happens. Me though. me coming in at a at a close third. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's bittersweet because you like to see your team go off like that, but you like to see your team go off on a a poor, helpless team yeah I get, <laughs> you don't I want to you. see your team go off against the other team that has the the most points in the league that week exactly all right so. um let's move on to uh on our fantasy watch uh let's see here all right you got you got anybody lined up i got one um well i did so i did just pick someone up today okay go um, for it that i i we'll see how it works out um Muzzin got moved over to Toronto and, you know, kind of hasn't really clicked yet. So, um, and I had, I had one extra D, uh, shopping him around a little bit, but not a lot of interest for him. So I ended up just dumping him, um, picked up Andrew Shaw. So Andrew Shaw came back, uh, his first game was, I think yesterday, no, red, four. red hot Blackhawks. Huh? Blackhawks are red hot. Wow. Yeah, but the the guys that I would want from the Blackhawks aren't there. Um, but he came back and uh, I don't think he's oh Shaw. He's with the he's with fucking Montreal. Yeah, I don't Montreal. know what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. God, get Sorry. your shit together. I was thinking Saad. Um, yeah, he's he's a center right wing. So I just kind of you know we'll we'll see we'll see if he works out. Uh, came back had a goal and an assist. Anyways, was pretty hot at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. So Montreal's yeah, playing pretty well. So that was a pickup. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but. The All right. Situations ugly. Quick, quickly on mine. Uh, if if I'm sure in every league that you're in, this is probably he's probably picked up unless you're in like a really shallow league where everybody's just got superstars. But uh, I I finally pulled the trigger on Dylan Strom. He sat in our free yep. agency forever because he carries uh, a center position, and I, I mean, especially in our leagues, everybody's got just a a shitload of centers. Yeah. So. I think that's why he sat in free agency for so long. Maybe they were just tentative that he wasn't going to sustain what he's doing. But the kid's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine points in his last six games. Him and Debrinkat are absolutely on fire since coming over from Phoenix. Uh, His only detractor is that he does carry that center position. Uh, I understand that, I mean... I understand that most the best players in the league carry centers, and it's hard to dump one center for another. Um, uh, it's that that is tough. You know, he's only got he's only got the C. He doesn't have a like a multi a multi positional thing, so that could detract from him. I'm not saying you know drop. You know, I'm not saying drop uh, Matt Duchesne or somebody to pick him up, but if you can find if you can somehow swing it. Uh, definitely worth the pickup at this point. He's he's getting good ice time. He's skating with the Brincat. They're absolutely on fire. Uh, yep. It's a it's a smart pickup at this point. I think I saw he had 16 in his last nine. Yep. Yep. Something like that. He's fucking lighting it on fire. But yeah, I mean, I I got to see him a little bit here in in Phoenix, and uh, the Coyotes just didn't wait on him, and they didn't they didn't wait for him. They didn't let him develop. They didn't even you know if you just put him with Keller. See what yep. the fuck happens, and they just wouldn't. Nope. They wanted him to be a third line guy or a second line shutdown center, and that's not what he is. Like, nope. He nope. needs to go score goals and get some points, and 
yeah, fucking Chicago. That's that's one of the better trades that Chicago, you know, Chicago came out on top on that one. So yeah, they've they've taken Bowman's taken a lot of criticism because he's had to shed a lot of cap space uh, trading away guys that he won Stanley Cups with. But uh, this one, I think, is working out in in their favor. Uh, yep. Remember, I think when, they're about to get Perlini back, and I watching Perlini down here. He's he's good too. He's good depth bottom six dude so not bad he could yeah. he could do something all right um let's uh let's close this out do we have we got some shout outs to do uh we had two people message the the code word on our on the last code word on the last yeah don't click on the hashtag though yeah don't don't do that that'll that'll probably take you to <laughs> take you to some you shit to, a, to what some of these commercials call the dark web oh yes letter little letter scary. kenny reference right there yeah um yeah no that's uh so uh john and tim tim loyal loyal follower and john obviously he's following with us he's he's actually in our fantasy league so uh appreciate you some insight on the fantasy there you go so appreciate you guys following along uh for i think in the future are we doing a code word today do we want to do that again um let me get it situated for the people who did the code word last week, and then we'll bring the code words back up. See, what I'm th- what we're organizing right now is uh, a little reward system. We're uh, we're kind of decide between whether it'd be more easier for us to do T-shirts or stickers. Uh, kind of leaning towards stickers at the moment. And if you if we get the code word, then we'll 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 ship you some merch. There you go. Definitely, good plug. definitely good plug. All right. I think this is it for episode 10. Thanks for following along with us. Big milestone. Uh, please like, comment, share, subscribe on all of our all of our stuff on iTunes and Spotify. Find us on our website as well. Wellsy, got anything else? Nope. All right. We will see you later. Doses. <laughs>